0: I know. I, I, I'm I'm of this hippie trippy theory that if we could just get all the world leaders together and share food and music, we could solve every problem because those are two things that everybody
1: has in their culture and loves to share. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life Food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. I'm so glad you've joined us this week because we have an amazing episode. John Randall, let me say that name again. John Randall. Listen, You had a checklist. All the things that make a great podcast. Okay? Conversation. You know. Interesting. Um, Timely. Uh, Down to earth. Cool ass dude. Okay? Check, 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 check. Bam! This thing has it all. This was an awesome episode. I had a great time with John. We really... I don't want to say connected, right? But maybe in my eyes, okay? But I live in my own fantasy world, all right? Where I live in these alternate worlds with my podcast guests, sipping fine champagne in front of the fireplace. Anyway, listen, not that that happened, you know? That could, could happen. Anyway, John and I got, we got along great. Uh, He's an awesome guy, real down to earth, okay? Grammy award-winning, amazing singer-songwriter, been in the industry forever, Um, just knows his stuff, great producer, producing great people, Chase Bryant, Dirks Bentley, come on, and more. So his own stuff, he's got the Marfa tapes out with uh, Miranda Lambert, Jack Ingram, you know, that's a phenomenal album. He talks about that, so raw, you know such a raw album right um just great storyteller great guy y'all are really going to enjoy this just good energy super cool so was so honored to have him on and y'all are going to love this episode so you know what let's just get to it all right but before we do that there is going to be as always quick word from our sponsor texas real food we'll be right back Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients. All right, there's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site, I promise you that. And stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. All right, as always, please check out Texas Real Food. Love the site. Again, I use it every day, okay? Almost. It's a great site. Okay. Before we get to that, our social media. Real quick, please check us out uh, on social media, Lone Star Plate TX. Like, follow, subscribe. Got You know, stay connected with us. Uh, And as always, check us out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, please hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. Uh, And hit that notification bell, baby. Why? So you can be notified. That's what it's for. We put out new content every week, all week. New stuff, clips, this, that. We got a live YouTube show every Thursday, 7.30 Central. What do I do? I just recap the week's, it's a wrap up show for the Lone Star Play, right? We just recap the week's episodes and look ahead to some guests that are coming up. You know, behind the scenes stuff, right? Some stuff you're not gonna get from this episode. So join us there. You can comment if you want. Look, we're just getting it going, so join us. Let's grow it together. All right, guys, let's get to the episode. Hope you enjoy it. John Randall, it was an amazing time. Uh, Again, awesome episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy. John Randall. Hey, there we go. Okay, there it is sorry man oh please
0: all in my this is all in my studio rig and the core audio just changes everything all the time sorry dude
1: i get it man please no no worries at all i'm this Thought is... i had
0: you on, on my speakers but i don't oh well i'll be all right cool
1: how are you i'm great man how are you doing
0: i'm good kids are out for summer and it's about to get real <laughs>
1: boy that's true man everybody's just waiting to like get out and enjoy life again i know i am yeah right
0: everybody is man i mean all the everybody's touring you know they've got their tours lined up and that's why i've been so busy it's just everybody waited till they were going to find out if they were touring and then they were like oh shit i gotta make a record (laughs) so now all of a sudden everybody's scrambling to get records made that is hilarious
1: that is yeah. hilarious. You know, it's funny, like you think during COVID, you know, you have all this time. It's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna learn another language. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna learn how to do this, do that. And then it's like, really the time passed, you're like, oh my God, I didn't do anything. I thought no, I said I, I was
0: the, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really lock in and learn like all the old Doc Watson songs. Like I'm gonna, and all I did was grill and drink tequila. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I did. I put on like 30 pounds i didn't touch my guitar through the whole thing it was ridiculous the
1: the, the real covid19 right the 19 yeah, pounds we put totally. on yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely man absolutely i didn't do anything yeah i know it's like yeah i'm gonna learn spanish i'm gonna really yeah. learn it you know yeah.
1: Oh, that's hilarious, man! Yeah, look, I guess a stressful time too. You just want to relax at the same time. Most people are like, "Dude, I never had this much time on my hands before, with my family or with friends." You know, whatever the situation would be. Yeah, it
0: changed everybody's perspective for sure. One hundred percent. It's funny too. A lot of people I know they're completely happy with just zooming from home for everything. (laughs) Maybe like, I don't know, man. I got to have a little bit of like hang. You know.
1: I mean, absolutely. I'm an energy I, gotta, guy. Yes. I like
0: to read the energy in the room, you know. Sure. Now, where are you right now? Are you in Austin?
1: No, man. I was uh, just moved from Austin like um, at the beginning of March. Um, I'm in Dallas now.
0: Oh, really? we're in Dallas?
1: I'm in um, – I'm actually in the – this is the south side on Lamar building, so I'm right out of downtown oh, in the yeah, Cedars that's area. A
0: gr- that's a great building, man. I love that place. I grew up in Duncanville. Actually, I, Dallas, but went to school in Duncanville. So,
1: yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, I grew up here too, uh, in the DF, well, more like mid city So, Grapevine, Colleyville, that's where yeah. I went to school. And
0: Grapevine's a cool town.
1: Really it's, is, man, right? Yeah, Old school. Really,
0: yeah, it's cool, man. I, we stayed out there, I don't know. It's been a few years ago. We rented an Airbnb and stayed there for a couple of weeks. And it was just fun to kind of just go up and down the little strip and took the kids out to do all the Opry stuff and the gr and the gray wolf and all that yeah whatever the
1: the lodge right the great wolf lodge yeah yeah
0: the giant petri dish
1: yeah (laughs) no kidding you know that's funny dude gray changed so much when i grew up it was not like that oh it was nothing it was it was was just a little town which had its it was historic little town and had its little thing you know and it just has is grown to all these other when i was
0: when i was real little um my parents played out at the grapevine opry so wow. we used to go out there all the time somewhere there's a picture of me in boxcar willie when he used to <laughs> you was know, a little kid
1: that's cool it was that's always
0: cool. weird because it's like you're like three years old and you're playing with fishing lures on his hat yeah <laughs> probably not the healthiest thing you know
1: hey, those so, were different times you
0: know, right waiting to happen
1: yeah th- those were different times that's when like when i was a kid we would sit in the floorboard yeah, of of the, the car, car. right yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely we had one of those giant mercury station wagons it was yellow yeah, we called it the banana it was a huge like <laughs> 77 mercury station wagon and it had that flip seat in the back that looked out the back window like, oh. yep yep you sit yep. in that you know no seat belt no. <laughs> Dude, I mean,
1: absolutely. So I mean my here. brother yeah we're here of course we're here like absolutely uh my brother and i used to do like uh not bb it was like plastic bb inside of the car you know we'd be at the other ends shooting each other yeah, you know
0: those yellow BBs. yeah
1: yeah the little yeah i mean we were just you know yeah much different times hilarious uh yeah it's just a much different time and now i see now i see my brother with his kids in the car everything there's they're triple strapped in they got you know everything uh yeah. it's hilarious uh yeah
0: they've, yeah, they've got the the the. Uh, fireproof racing outfits and the helmets <laughs> yeah. and the, the whole thing i know it's nuts man hey did you go to school in collieville
1: i did yeah
0: okay yeah where'd you go,
1: yeah. where'd you go high school at? i i i graduate well i went to both i went to uh, grapevine high school mm-hmm. and then and then they built the new Colleyville heritage i graduated in 1998 so oh, i went okay, i yeah. went right when they built it and uh yeah i went two years there it was yeah, a good I school
0: was, I was bummed for, for 50 years, i say 50 years, for years and, years and years and years and years. When when you graduated from Duncanville, they did it at Texas Stadium.
1: Oh, really? And, oh, and wow. Like all Dude. I ever
0: wanted to do was get my diploma in Texas Stadium. Totally. Here I was a senior, they built a new football stadium, and we were the first class to graduate in the new stadium, and I was pissed because I was like, <laughs> I stayed in school just so I could get my diploma in Texas Stadium. I would have quit and gone on the road already if I'd done <laughs>
1: That's a, that's such an iconic stadium, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, I mean, it's not there anymore. RIP uh, is gone now, but um, yeah, that was a great, uh, great, great state. I remember the video of when they took that stadium down, that they were shooting a video of the demolition and this bus drove in front of the camera. Right. right. right yeah, and it's like a famous video now of that, like they missed it. like. Got, <laughs> When it drives like, away, it's in rubble. It's already in rubble. You're like,
0: what? We yeah, We, we missed. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite when the guy shoots the cow on the other side of the school bus. Yeah, all really yeah. the kids are screaming.
1: Yeah, Same exactly. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So Duncanville, man, what's it like to go to school out in Duncanville? Then back, like. well,
0: back back in the old days when we were yeah, <laughs> you know, the whole team wore wool socks. We. Uh, <laughs> That was a that was a best in show outtake, but um, uh, to give credit where credit's due. But man, <laughs> when we first moved out there, uh, we we lived over by uh, when I was born. We lived over next to Lovefield, right off the of Denton Drive over there. Okay. And When we moved out to Duncanville, it was we were out in the boonies where we were the na- neighborhood. We is still very kind of out in the woods, but it was all like pasture, a lot of pasture land out there, you know, and it was. They had just cut I-20 through, like they just yeah, finished yeah. So it. It was that long ago. So it, wow. when I went out there, it was out in the country, and it served a, a large community, you know. There was, I think there were six elementary schools that fed into two middle schools that didn't fit into high school. So by the time I graduated, there was like 700 people in my class and like a thousand in the freshman class. So
1: wow, it had grown
0: tremendously from the wow. time we moved there to the time I graduated. But I loved it, man. I, was, I still got some buddies that still live there, you know, and it's always fun to go home and drive, always drive by the old house and all that stuff. It's
1: yeah, you know, that's it's, cool. It's
0: cool. You think about, I mean, that's, that was my stomping grounds, you know, I got in a lot of trouble in that town. <laughs>
1: Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. There's a couple, uh, 7-Elevens I can't go back to in Colleyville for sure. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, for sure. That's hilarious. Uh, so, so musically like for yourself, what was, was music always a part of your growing up? Was it something let's, let's dive into that. I'm always yeah. curious uh, from artists, like how, how that, you know, is it in your DNA, your parents?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all of the above. My, uh, my dad, uh He's a retired police officer and crime scene investigator, but it's funny. Oh, wow. And my mom also, she worked for the fire department for years, but they both played music. My dad was in bands. They were bluegrassers. So from the time I was born, we were going to bluegrass festivals, uh, you know, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana. Oh, that's
1: awesome. I kind of grew
0: up a bluegrass kid. I mean, every weekend there were people at the house or we were at someone's house so you know i started learning guitar when i was like six learning how to play along in those jam sessions you know so um and then you know and by the time i was in of course you know like everybody i had my rock bands in middle school and uh but i was also (laughs) going and playing all these festivals and flat picking contests and stuff and um i started traveling in a bluegrass band um with some guys that were from down close to way down and they were all lived in Grossbeck, texas
1: Grossbeck, wow great place yeah i know that place small little place i I
0: spent i spent a couple summers in grosbeck and we would go play all those festivals and and you know same thing oklahoma and arkansas louisiana all around texas those little festivals that you know people put on and um that's kind of where it started and then uh and then i made my way to nashville because uh well i had a buddy there that was a bluegrass guy and he had moved to nashville and he supposedly had us a gig that
1: <laughs> i know work. the story right i it, know the it, story it didn't yeah.
0: transpire I, I packed up and moved on up i quit my job at this music store and broke up with my girl and
1: oh and wow to come wow
0: you have to come do the whole thing and then uh, uh it wasn't wow. there yet. so but i stayed um and it was cool because the station inn which is the famous bluegrass place in nashville kind of became my home away from home because that all the bluegrass guys were hanging there and it was you know it was cool for me moving to Nashville back then because like Jerry Douglas and Sam Bush and Bela Fleck and Mark O'Connor and all those guys were in Nashville but also so was Guy and Towns and Rodney Crowell and Delbert McClinton and you know Emmylou Harris was like there was they were all hanging out at these bars together. And oh my first, God. When I first moved to town, man, I kind of found the places where those guys were hanging out. And it was just it was just cool, man. You'd walk in and go, oh, there's absolutely yeah. Calm just got kicked out of South Street, standing out on the <laughs> trying to figure out how to get home, you know? Like <laughs> it was awesome. It was a neat, it was a neat time to to be here because it was kind of right right before the whole nineties. So, right, sure. They call it the great the great credibility scare of the late 80s. <laughs> you know, we'll have to think about it, man. Like, I never radio, heard that.
1: I never man, heard that.
0: Radio was, what country radio was doing in the late 80s was pretty much what Americana's doing now. It's like, it was Steve Earle, it was Andrew Harris, um, uh, Doe Keynes, Foster Lloyd, uh, Kathy Matea, you know, like Tim O'Brien had a major label deal. Like they, that was kind of what was going on. And it was pretty cool, you know. And then the whole '90s hat cowboy hat explosion happened, and everything <laughs> everybody started making billions of dollars, and it all kind of kind of changed. It's, but
1: it's hard to right that money starts coming in. I guess for some people, it's hard to yeah. You know Yeah, yeah you, can't, no.
0: you, know, you can't deny it. But yeah, but yeah, it was <laughs> fun. It was fun. That's kind of how it all it rolled for me, and I just kind of made my f- found my way into the you know into the business here.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I'm curious about what I heard is you broke up with your girlfriend and mm-hmm. you quit this job to move. I'm curious, what is that conversation like with the girlfriend? We're you like, listen, I'm gonna be big. I'm moving on, or we're you like, I just this isn't working out. Um, it was just, you know? hey,
0: I'm I'm going to Nashville, you <laughs> know, and, uh, and, and I'll drive home and see you when I can. Kind of well, I,
1: hey, I hey. love the ambition. Was she cool? Was she not cool? What, what, oh no, she, she
0: she ended up uh, she ended up running off with like one of our buddies one of my buddies
1: oh so, meant the, you know, meant to the, be the friend
0: they tell you not to worry about yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. but it's
0: all good and everybody got where they were supposed to be man it's all good that's
1: part of life right yeah absolutely yeah. of course uh 100 yeah no no i love it i love it no man that's what you got to do really at the end of the day you got to go for it you only get as far as you go uh as far as yeah. I go, you know I yeah mean, really.
0: well you know it was it was kind of like too when i got here and that whole gig wasn't happening I was like, well, do I pack it up and go back or yeah. like, do i just kind of waited out here and I, I I it was fun because, you know, there was all these, you know, there were these clubs where these great musicians were playing and it was just enlightening to come to town and go, "Oh, I've got a lot to work on." like a lot to work oh
1: I see what you're saying you thought okay maybe what I'm doing is okay no 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 this is where where it's at okay yeah all the
0: all the big fish from all the small ponds show up there yeah totally yeah there's a bunch of talented cats here you know it's like I thought I was a guitar player
1: I I get it that's I remember like going from middle school football to freshman year high school and I realized what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, first,
0: I, time, first I, I, time you get hit you're like, oh, this is a whole- yeah, this
1: is like, uh, yeah, it's like, oh man, I used to run circles in middle yeah. school. Oh man, ha- hello, summer pat. everyone's like 15 inches taller, 250 pounds. Oh my God, this is, yeah, that's, this is- That's not.
0: exactly what happened to me. I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'm a sprinter. Maybe I'm a track guy.
1: I think I'm a track guy, pretty soon. Sure. Yeah, let me, let me get into pole vaulting. This is, uh, yeah, that's, that's hilarious, yeah. dude. It's oh so man. Crazy. No, but I get that you are showing up. Um, but some people probably at that point, at that junction, you know, don't don't either don't recognize that, that, hey, I need to work to get to this level or call it quits. They just think I'm not going to go, you know, so you do have to take that extra step even.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it is that it, it, you learn that it's like it's that thing. It's like must be present to win kind of thing. And you just have to keep showing up and you have to keep. You know, perseverance is such a cliche word these days, but it's like it really is about being okay with getting knocked over, you know, and just trying to go, okay, I'm gonna keep showing up. And another and, and thing is, too, you just you make people familiar with your face. You know, they see you and then they see you again. They see you again and they see you again. And they're like, oh man, you're still in town. Oh yeah, what are you, so what are you working on now? And, you know, and you kind of, another thing, too, that's cool is you, it's almost like a graduating class. Like you meet people that are kind of at the same level you are. they just come to town. They're trying to figure it out, you know, learn to be a good songwriter or a good guitarist or whatever. And we all end up hanging out at the same bars, going to see the same bands and you kind of become friends with those people. And then you come up through the business together. I mean, that's so much of my production work these days are people that I met when we were all looking, trying to get record deals and trying to get publishing deals. And now they're, Huge artist, or they're running a record label, or they're running a publishing company, and we've all kind of come up together. So it's like, you know, hey, I, I need you to help me make this record, I need you to be totally. artist. And so it's that's kind of how it, it rolls, you know,
1: that makes sense. I mean, that makes absolute sense. You know, I, I feel like that's how it is for the majority of the people, right? Like just showing up and hitting it big right away is, you know, very, very rare. Right. It's, so it is. Rare. Yeah. Right. So the idea possible. is. Yeah. 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 It's not possible, but it's super rare. So the idea is really, like you said, you just got to keep showing up, keep sticking with it. And eventually, that's what happens, you know. And yeah, the like you said, the people you worked with growing—it's yeah. like me in the restaurant industry. I feel like I mean, not to compare, you know. No, I, no our, it's our same accomplishments thing, right? Right. by no thing, but it's the same sort of thing. The people I grew up sort of waiting tables with. The, now we're all owners or wait, you know, managing this or in groups and you know, chef here moved over there, blah, whatever, right? Like, and now yeah. you're working with them. Now it's yeah. now you're you're making those connections. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a Perfect no.
0: analogy. Actually, that's a really yeah. great analogy. It's. I know the rest of the business is really tough, really tough. My, one of oh. my best friends is, a, is president of a bank. And he's like, every time somebody comes in and wants a loan to open a restaurant, I try to talk
1: about it. <laughs> Dude, he's doing them a favor he's from he's somebody. Like, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> doing them a favor because that's what you need. You need someone to hear all the negative for. And if you're still willing to do it, OK, yeah. let's let's go through it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm hilarious. Curious it's not for the money okay i'm gonna tell you right you don't do it for the money it's for yeah. the love of food and and you know experience and it's just something yeah. you know you have to love to do otherwise absolutely yeah it's tough man for yeah, sure I,
0: I know i, I i'm above I'm this hippie trippy theory that if we could just get all the world leaders together and share food and music we could solve every problem because those are two things that everybody has in their culture. And loves to share. You know? I love
1: that. I love that. Uh, you're I mean, right.
0: I know it's a pipe dream, but I, I'm going to hang on to that anyway.
1: So no, man. I mean, yeah. You know, I just had a conversation with that um, with an author that I just interviewed. Uh, completely was off topic, but that's what we got on. It was about breaking bread. I was explaining like it's a way that you can bring people together that normally wouldn't even come and sit together when you have a meal, right? I mean, meals right. are such a and music as well. You're absolutely right, man. It's the same. Uh, you know, energy, and it is in every culture, it's universal. You don't need to explain it to anybody. Um, you can just do it, and you, yeah. you, get, you get the idea, you know. Yeah, I had a friend, yeah. I had a
0: friend that served in, uh, and was in uh, Afghanistan, and part of his gig was to go into these villages and meet the, the, the tribal leaders.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: And that was the biggest part, was sitting and, and having a meal with these people. You know, and and starting starting the conversation over a meal, it's like yeah, it's trust.
1: It's, yeah, right. It's vulnerable. You're vulnerable when you're eating. You're, yes. you're vulnerable, and there there's something about it. It, it sort of disarms you know, maybe the tension or what's gonna happen, at least puts you all at a mindset that, okay, we can start a conversation, cause we're eating, right, there's not, we can't fight and eat, so we're, we're doing one or the other, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess you could have yeah, tiki, just tiki masala, just flying across yeah, the table. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Make, make curry, not war. Yeah dude that's a great t-shirt that's a great t-shirt actually i've worked with a ton of indian chefs they would love that shirt oh that's man awesome. I,
0: dude, I love indian food love it that's
1: some It's that is some like phenomenal food more people should uh give a chance 100%, yeah you know yeah. It's,
0: it's funny i i can name on on one hand but still friends of mine that are extremely finicky like old school you know sure. don't sure. want to try you know sushi's like scares the hell out of it, <laughs> I think, Right. But every everyone that I've that I've said, if you like Tex Mex, and I know this pe- people are going to call bullshit on this, but if you like Tex Mex, you you'll like Indian food. exactly there's a similarity yes. in it. There's a place here in town you'll love. There's a place in Nashville that's really, really great, kind of a, a more high-end kind of kind of fusion Indian restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shah- Shahan Ellen Masala House. And they make this incredible skirt steak. And I've what I do is is and my buddy uh, Emerson Hart from uh, Tonics, one of my really good friends. Wow. We've got man. a group of these guys that go and have dinner that are all in the David Ryan Harrison and, and uh, David Hodges and, and uh, these other guys that we're all friends with. They're, they're friends from LA. We have this gentleman's supper club we do every now and then. And when we go there, I'll get naan bread, I'll get the skirt steak, and I'll get a side of Vindaloo, and I'll make tacos out of it. And ever since like, only a Texan would figure out how to make tacos <laughs> out of Indian food. And I was like, oh yeah, we'll try one. And next thing you know, I'm making everybody a taco. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, That's okay, hilarious. this is pretty damn good, man.
1: And they're like, and now we're putting it on the menu. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. they
0: said it's really good like
1: that. I mean, it's basically a kebab. Okay, let's be real. Mm-hmm. It's, a de- it's the delivery system. You've got this... <laughs> right this this system here that i'm gonna put something in the middle to bring it here i mean it's it, as a chef like that's how, that's how we think it's literally yeah. that simple and that's how you start fusing things yeah that's where you exactly. say the commonalities uh and you're you dude you're so insightful about saying the tex-mex thing to the indian most people don't say that wouldn't know to say that uh but that is absolutely true it's you know cumin uh, you know, coriander, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you know, paprika. You're talking about some very similar spices and aromas that yeah. are very similar. The heat, right? Yep. Um, yep. Uh, very vegetable, actually heavy as well. Right. And Tex-Mex is very vegetable heavy as well, too. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, 100%. One, very one thing, too,
0: that, that uh, I didn't know as a Texan, I, should, I found out and found surprising was, you know, they use coriander and we use cilantro. Yeah, in tex-mex and coriander is the seed for cilantro i did not exactly yeah
1: to be honest with you they'll actually call um cilantro coriander as well oh so really? the, the the leaf as well but it is the seed what you're saying but like yeah. if you're in england if you're in england for instance they'll right. they'll just call cilantro the herb coriander they won't call it cilantro
0: okay um, I, I and did, in and point.
1: in uh in spain in spanish in castellano i lived in spain my wife's from there oh. like they their version their cilantro they call it coriander oh, so that's wow. uh, well, so it's the same go. thing See, yeah you
0: learn something you learn something learn something every day i had a friend the first time we went to uh you know there's a lot as you know i'm just saying for your listeners yeah uh, yeah that, yeah. that uh, london has great indian food like 100 yes
1: and
0: uh, and we were over there one time and a friend of mine that I was in bandwidth. He he asked the guy. It was like first time, and he asked the guy. He said, "He said, what is lamb vindaloo?" And the guy thought for a second. He said, "It's lamb with vindaloo." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, "Okay, well, bring me a plate of that. How, how can I pass that up?"
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, Dude, at least at least he came up with something right because you know he didn't have an answer he was like oh shit oh shit yeah like, b- just, b- yeah, yeah what do it's i say bro i don't know what to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. to you yeah yeah exactly It's Vindaloo. you yeah oh man dude i've been there uh i've been there i've been there, I've been there as a waiter in fact oh, yeah. you know you know many years ago just not knowing just saying whatever you yeah, know just, uh
0: yeah yeah when uh, i i'm always impressed with the wine so like every you. now and then i'm like Do you really know if it's kind of spicy on the back end or like.? They don't.
1: They don't. I promise. They're told. Yeah. It's
0: really gold, got a lot of uh, caramel and, you know.
1: they teach you these like, uh, I mean, they, we, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, my grandfather's basement. That's what smell, you know. Uh Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it all, dude. Uh, yeah, I've been a wine, I've been a wine buyer at restaurants. So I've had to buy, I've had to take, you know, I've done it all. And you yeah. hear the craziest things from people. It's just like, what did you just say? I've heard like cats piss as a good thing. I'm not joking. I've oh, heard wow. all, all these sorts of weird, you know the uh, like after a crime, the, the smell after a crime scene. I'm like, what? <laughs> smell after a crime scene? Where the hell did you grow up? You know.
0: So, it, you know it's funny, man. <laughs> I spent a, a bunch of time uh, out in Napa playing gigs over the years, and have gotten to be really good friends with some people that that you know run the wineries and work, you know, and and hanging out with them after hours is great because they're just farmers, and all they drink is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Like they spend all day in these bushy places and talking, like talking like that about you know, oh yes, and the tannins or you know all yeah. that. <laughs> stuff. And then they're like, nah, "I don't drink that shit. We drink." There's a There's a T-shirt out there that says it takes a lot of great beer to make good wine. A lot <laughs> of cheap beer to make great wine. And Dude, it's that's and awesome. They're, they're just like they're just like farmers, man. They're like people we grew up with, man. It's Yeah, just like, I, it yeah. made me love that community even more you know
1: that is hilarious dude that's like a kitchen that like you know I've definitely worked a lot of fine dining the majority of of my my career has been in fine dining and that's the funniest part is that we'll spend all night making all this what we call tweezer food for everybody yeah. you know amazing food you know techniques and blah 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 and foams and you you know whatever and but at the end of the night what are we eating all you know it's not anything close to what we're preparing for other people you know it's that funny uh yeah it's hilarious that's yeah it's kind
0: of like going to a contractor's house they build these (laughs) beautiful places and then it's like they show up and it's like there's walls half finished yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) totally you know Uh, Dude, I don't know how many times like we've just like, you know, eat some like shitty hot pocket after like slaving in in this like fine dining kitchen. And you're just like, what the fuck is my life about? You (laughs) know, that is like, (laughs) this is crazy. I
0: just scraped a thousand dollars worth of worth of, uh, you know, (laughs) corn fed Iowa beef into into the trash. I'm going to
1: eat a cup of noodles when I get home. 100%. You know, it happens. You know, I'm sure musically it's probably uh, maybe, uh, you know, there's some similarities there too. Uh, one with taste, uh, as far as like taste of food, right? You were saying earlier that you had friends that, like, you know, they're old school. They don't want to try their, you know, suits their are You know, this is wild. Like meat and potatoes. Okay, I get it. There are p- the fans of music like that right? They don't oh. want to go off the meat and potatoes. Oh of yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, yeah, it, it's, it, it, you know, it depends on the genre of music sure. on what your goal is. I mean, that's what I found with how I approach either, either a co-write or, 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 producing a record or an band It's like, okay, who's the artist and what, what is the goal and who's the audience and how do we make something work for that audience? You know? Um, I think the, the thing that's, you know, with mainstream music, the thing that like you're trying to get on the radio. And sure. the tough part about that is you're really just the music between the geico commercials. <laughs> when it comes down to the bottom of that. And so you cannot, wow. you know, that's why it's like, that's why sometimes it's really benign. And that's why when a really great song gets on the radio, it it makes it perks your attention because sure. most of it's supposed to be there to just make you not change the channel, yeah. You know? wow. And so you know that's that's I think when I got into to that side of the business, that was probably one of the things that was a little bit disheartening because I'm just you know I'm just so hippy trippy and into the art and you know and sometimes you can ride that right into the ditch if you're not careful you know. But it's I like it. it's kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, you know, it's also what's what I've been so blessed in my career is to work with so many different artists in so many different genres of music that I've, I've never gotten bored with, you know.
1: With, That's awesome.
0: Every day, it's a different thing, you know. Yeah,
1: of course. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. No, I get it. Uh, well, I got two questions here. Gosh, this is crazy. Okay, first one is, is the goal still to get on the radio with when you're writing a song now? in 2021 is you that know, still the
0: goal uh and in, in, if you're talking about the music row uh the day-to-day writer you know staff writer publisher that that is the goal still radio still still no. with that but it's changing rapidly and i am seeing it with the record companies too it's like they just want to start throwing music out there because ev- everything's moving to streaming you know and And the record companies are making tons of money on streaming because they own the masters the masters songwriters aren't making jack on streaming i mean it's horrible what songwriters get but everybody else is making tons and tons and tons of money on it so i think it's and also now it's a little bit like i think radio and the labels are watching the streams to figure out what to send to for the single
1: Oh you know, wow! They, okay, they, I see what you're saying. You know, it's
0: yeah. Like, and they can also, you know, now you can go in and see like where your record is streaming, and you know Got your them. markets. It's like, oh, hey man, we need to go book a show in Denver because we just stream, you know.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: More there than anywhere else. So, um, so yeah, the game is kind of changing for that, you know, and and different artists have different goals for, you know, but for a lot of people, I mean, that's just for mainstream country radio for. A whole lot more of what's going on is people are just making great music and putting it out there. And there's no real gatekeeper because now the fans are all on streaming, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, um,
0: which is I mean, it's, the market has got a billion more <laughs> songs out there than it had. But it also before. is great yeah. because there's so much art going on out there now. And there's so many people experimenting with sounds and music. I think it's kind of exciting. Because now you, I, I even get on and try to discover something I've never heard. You know?
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah. there's a plus side to to yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's it's fun. I mean, I think it's great. Some people are making great records on their own now and able to put it out there without having to have, you know, the machine behind it.
1: That's a good. I mean, that's a really bigger point too, right? Like, has there ever been a time of music like that before? No, right? Uh, not really. I mean
0: not really you
1: know there used to be like regional singles and then that's kind
0: of how bands would be discovered and the label would go oh these guys made this little record in west Texas," you know buddy holly and and roy Orbison. that's kind of how that you know it starts in that little thing so it's a little bit like that i mean i'm working with parker McCollum, um been producing his record and uh, we've got his record turned in i can't wait for it to come out but you know i mean he he built his following i mean when he walked into universal records he already had his fan base it was there from you know? his own
1: his yeah, own accord this, yeah this,
0: we we're working it working the wow. circuit. you know working that texas market and um so you know it's 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 ever changing
1: yeah well it sounds like even when you started it cha- right it changed to the 90s like you said and yeah the 2000s and blah blah so music is going to change no matter what which it kind of it needs to uh in a way the only thing i'm sad to hear and i'm sure the people listening as well or watching this um is like the songwriters right not getting that needs to change um, yeah, that's that's disheart- that's disheartening yeah yeah hear.
0: so you know for a lot of songwriters it's like they are trying to get that single because that's where the that's where the the good checks are on radio. sure, sure. Uh, and, yeah. and, and ironically the artist unless the artist is a writer on the song the artist on the radio doesn't make any money off of it it's just the copyright it's just the publishers and writers and then it's the opposite on streaming you know it's like everybody's (laughs) making money except the writer it's complete complete opposite of it you know so a lot for a lot of writers man that really is kind of the game is to get to get a single i mean mean, it's been good to me i've had a a handful of singles you know And, and i've I like them.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like
0: them.
1: Yeah. No, you have, of course, you have, of course, man. You have, uh, yeah. I mean, what's that like getting that, um, you know, I guess recognition is the word. What, what do you feel? What, what are the things, you know, how, how does it make you feel? about you know maybe the first one i don't know was was whiskey lullaby like the very first you know like oh yeah, my god that's a my, massive hit you know that was like really like
0: shit. my first cut you know yeah. which is great wow. you wow. know that was like my first real uh major label song recorded which is crazy to think wow about. I've
1: that been is writing, crazy
0: that's crazy 10 years man you know and we actually wrote that in 98 it didn't even get recorded till '94. Uh, 2004 it was 2005 oh. of the year, but you know, that song too was a, it was a little bit of a fluke, you know, it, it was a four and a half minute, double suicide. It should have never been. And it's, it's too long of a story, but there was a lot of weird things that happened and a little bit of politics at play between the labels and things like that. And, um but you know, and, and it, it happened, I couldn't believe it happened. And then it was nominated, Two years in a row for song of the year. It lost the first year and won the next year. You know, it was just one random. Wow. You know, it was it was just like it almost never happened, and there'd be one little thing that would propel it a little bit, propel it, and and uh, but and I love you know what I loved about that song other than you know it was a big song, but I grew up like I said, I grew up playing bluegrass, so I was singing death and murder songs my whole life. You know, I was a little Sadie you know banks in ohio and all these things where you kill your lover throw her in the river and all that kind of stuff you know and i grew up on those songs so to me that yeah. was just a song that was like songs i grew up listening to wow and uh and so the, for that to actually end up being a, a as big a hit as it was 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 kind of cool you know because it's like oh, shoot i got a bluegrass song on the radio wow
1: know? wow never heard uh yeah that's oh, that's super cool well you know that's interesting the the um you know the story in the song and whatnot yeah but sometimes like as a fan of music right just someone sometimes those speak the most i i know it seems counterintuitive like man how can this song about this be so popular but that that's kind of the point it sticks out and um you know it's something everybody can relate to to be to be frank with you yeah it's a, well it's a situation that anyone can relate right you know somebody who knows somebody or in your family or yeah. and it's so personal and it's just so well told as well that i think um you yeah. know it makes that connection with people
0: it, it, it has been amazing uh like how many people over the years pull me aside and say
1: Absolutely. that happened
0: to my dad that was my mom and dad that was my brother that happened to my you know my yeah. uncle or, or whatever and it's and, you, you know, when you're writing a song like that, you're not really you don't think about the impact of that until way later. You know, my my wife, Jesse Alexander, wrote a song called I Drive Your Truck and which was also a song of the year. And man, that song has just hit home with so many veterans, families, you know, a, 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 a soldiers, families, you know, like she gets that all the time. You know, it's you just don't think about the impact of those songs. You
1: know, I think it's better you don't think about the impact. It, you you know what I mean? In a way, it's almost like you're gonna you're gonna make the most impact by not overthinking it and trying to make the most impact. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. from the heart from y'all. You know what I mean? It just it's yeah. coming from the heart from a real place, and that's why it makes the most impact.
0: Yeah, and you know too, man. It's like I mean we're. we're you know, we write, um, well, I'm doing a lot of production these days and I'm writing with artists, but you know, there, when you're a writer in Nashville, you write every day and you just can't get precious about a song because tomorrow you got to start over. So you just go, okay, I'm giving this to my player and uh, here, fly away, birdie, you know, I don't (laughs) know what's going to happen to you. I don't know, you know, And, and then every now and then, It'll be, and a lot of times it's random. A lot of times it's like, "Wow, how did he hear that song, and why did she record that, or whatever?" You know, like we just wow. kind of, we just make music. I mean, for me, I just whatever my job is for the day, whether I'm producing a record or playing on some, playing with somebody or playing a gig, whatever. You know, writing songs. I just, I love that I get to make music in so many ways. But you just, you make your music, and then, and then you move move on to the next thing. You know, you just have yeah.
1: to. You would make a great chef then, uh, yeah i know that's random but that's that's what i'm thinking i'm just like though you're so uh positive and willing to you know take risks you're willing to be vulnerable you're willing to put yourself out there and most importantly about the songwriting, it's the same thing with a dish you can't you can't treat it as a baby you can't get attached to it it's going to go away you can't get stuck on well that's my sauce you can't yeah. be using my saw, you know, like some, you know, whatever. That's yeah. my chord progression if it was music, right? Like, right. you know, but that's actually the best way to get the best out of you. And, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: And and be and be willing to throw it in the trash and start.
1: Yeah, it 100%. That's the biggest point. Like, nope. You know, you, yeah, you've got to be a bit, you know, critical of yourself in a positive way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's a, yeah, that's a huge thing. I know that was so random. I'm sorry.
0: No, I love, I mean, I love the analogies are so perfect when you think about
1: it. It really is. um, You know, I find that a lot talking with so many people, whatever industry it is, um, really you just see you know, it's like, well, we're all humans at the end of the day. It's like, you know, it's really our instincts at play are how we grew up and it just feeding into whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's just so many connections because really anything you're doing, it's just about people. It's about connecting with people. It's about uh, yeah. so, something as simple as you said earlier, back earlier, um, when you, when you started, when you moved to Nashville and you were deciding, well, I don't know if I'm going to stay, you know, should I go back? And you said, you know what, I'm just going to keep showing up and they get used to your face. And that's such a, I, I think that I, I didn't mean to brush over that because I, I think that's very important. The idea that um, it's about trust, because it's more like, well, if I just see him once, why am I going to ask him to play with me? Right? Well, I don't know if he's going to be around. You know, what I mean, who is this guy? But you know, you start to see them, you build this trust. Okay, maybe I can work with him because he's going to be around. I can count, you know, I can count on this person. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know. Let's talk about this, dude. Hang on, one second. I'm so sorry. My Roomba just like. Let's go. Cool. Let me. Oh my I, God!
0: I've got, I've got three kids that are gonna roll through here at some point, point. <laughs> and, and the dog <laughs> gonna be barking at the at the guys coming to grind
1: the stump from the tree. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm surprised my dog's to Alexa, ask Roomba to stop cleaning. I mean, I, I'm so embarrassed. This is like Roomba. Oh. Jesus, You're embarrassing. Hey man, man,
0: you gotta keep it clean, bro. You got the hip pad down off Lamar. Man, you gotta keep it. No. Keep it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Love it. it's the dog hair listen anybody with dogs understands Dude, the dog oh hair my, God.
0: my german shepherd is
1: oh you got a german shepherd oh, for,
0: have, oh. my car man my truck is- i'm so
1: sorry i'm that. so sorry no i know what you're going through um yeah. and right now they're shedding uh, that's right? what it's what that I'm time thinking. of the year it's
0: terrible yeah it's awful
1: no it's, it's i'm terrible. surprised there's hair everywhere my dog's not a german Shepherd. but has that you know style of hair uh-huh. Brendel, whatever yeah. big you know big dog and it's just I literally just, like, I look at them the wrong way, and I see hair flying. I'm just like, oh, dude, this is, I know. It's, a, it's just everywhere. It's, it's, yeah. It's, Anyways, it's what yeah. I
0: swore I'd never do. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. you know, have a dog. I'm not going to have dog hair all over everything, Then I fell in love with this German Shepherd. I can't get rid of her, you know?
1: Oh, of course, man. That's a connection, uh, unlike, you know. I don't have kids. You, you do have kids. I don't have kids, so they are literally my kids. Oh, yeah,
0: know? man. So, no, you get, you get tight with dogs, man. They're better yeah. than most people. That's the thing you realize you know it's just like right they're way more forgiving and understanding of your faults than than most people will be you know 100 percent. they don't get road rage <laughs> they don't come home drunk and pick a fight you know like
1: <laughs> that's hilarious uh, oh my god that's hilarious yeah that's absolutely true dude. i've been watching so much caesar milan lately like oh, just yeah. uh yeah you know just trying to get them in Check, you know, I was like, I'll do, I'm doing everything wrong.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. I could, we and we took our dog to like this obedience training, and she's still this complete brat. Like, <laughs> I thought I'd have one of those shepherds that was like real trained, yeah, like, German, <laughs> and it would sit and not move till I felt the moon, Like. She's nothing like that.
1: Listen, you know what Caesar says? It's that I don't train the dogs, I train the people, I rehabilitate the dogs. It's, it's like, true. oh shit. It's like it's to talk to this guy
0: and he's like, Well, it's it I'll need you every day for three weeks, and you have to be here to train with her. I'm like, No, not gonna happen.
1: Now, how are you gonna do that? Yeah. You know, it's like, does he not know who he's talking to?
0: Yeah. I'm just gonna put an invisible fence collar on her and call her <laughs>
1: Totally, totally. I get it. I get it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh all right, let's talk about this new music you have coming yeah. out, man, because you, you haven't written music uh or at least written music, excuse, pardon me. You haven't released like your own stuff right in over like fifteen years. So yeah. this year you decided to put out was COVID the reason, or there's was this pre planned before COVID? I
0: I actually I finished this record up uh really like a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh except for there's a there's a, a track that I added towards the end but um I had it I was kind of sitting on it and I thought okay I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out I've been so busy helping other people make records and doing so many other things and and then we put Jesse's record out right uh right during like the week it came out was the week quarantine happened and so I I was gonna throw it out right behind hers yeah um and she had a bunch of cool tour dates and stuff but and it was it was you know it's like for everybody it just kind of sure. crashed and burned on us so i've been sitting on it and then you know and then in november we decided to make the marfa tapes record with jack and miranda yep and they were both they were both and i took on a management company uh, earlier and uh they, everybody was just very encouraging about man you need to put this music out so we put a little bit out before the Marfa tapes, because I thought, you know, that's going to put me on a lot of people's radar that really don't know anything about me as an artist, in quotations, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's it's like I wanted to have something out there that wasn't 15 years old. And, and I kind of felt like, I've said this before, but I kind of felt like I was in a place where I had permission to be me a little bit more and throw some music out there. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, you know, and, and like I said, the the Martha tapes kind of put a, a little fire under me to go, yeah, dude, you don't have to have a, a big label and you don't have to go on tour all year, you know, you can put some of your music out there and and, uh, and just, you know, I'm not expecting it to, you know, change the world, but it's nice to be able to share it, you know
1: absolutely man that's beautiful music i mean i you know speak streets of dallas dude I, I mean not just because i live here i'm from here like that's a that song really hit me for sure um the whole the whole album of neon texas dude is great but you also had the song with uh, david bell right was that just one song you did with him that you released who's that now da- oh, not da- not not david bell i'm oh. so sorry uh gosh what was his Emerson, name uh Emerson Hart. brandon bell
0: Brandon Bell. Yeah, 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 Brandon Bell. Oh no, Brand now, Brandon's our engineer. Uh Brandon and I worked on a bunch of records together over the years. He ran Zach Brown studio. Yeah. So he's been he's been one of my partners in crime on a lot of records. We did those okay. room records together. He's he's a brilliant engineer and producer. And uh he did the Marfa tapes with us too. He's the only guy I know that I could go, hey man, bring let's two microphones this. and let's go sit in the middle of the desert and <laughs> worry about the wind and the cows and the and the, you know, and the drunks singing into the microphone, just, just let's just go roll. So, yeah, man, he's been my partner on on all that stuff.
1: That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I saw there was like one song in particular. I guess it was, I guess, never mind that you sang on, but I guess never mind. The Marfa yeah, The No, no, song, no. Yeah. No. Well, keep on
0: moving. I'm, you might be thinking, keep on moving. K- yeah.
1: Keep on moving. That's it. Uh, That's
0: Emerson thinking. Hart, my buddy from Tonic, sang harmony on that. Um, he's one of my... <laughs>
1: Oh my favorite sequence
0: in the world and one of
1: the Bro, I love yeah. Tonic. I mean Yeah, me too, man. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Dude, he is he's so that good. that takes me back, man. That's yeah. some good memories for me, right there. Like, yeah, for real. I know,
0: man. Those those are great records, man. He's still uh, making great records. He put a record out last year. I believe year it. Called 32,000 Days. It's just killer, man. And I, you I, know what? I'm glad I say said that, that because I, I wrote like five songs on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, But 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 so it's a little bit of a shameless pitch there, but he, honestly, man, he's just, he is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite singers and to get him to sing, you know, come sing on that record was really,
1: really cool. Dude, Evan so hard. killer. Absolutely. God. The harmonies, uh, dude, having him sing harmonies. Oh my God. You know, I, I remember this one song back in the day, this is going to sound random, but the wallflowers released uh sixth Avenue heartache Yes, and had, um, God, what's that guy's name from the Counting Crows? I can't remember his name now.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the lead singer? What's
1: yeah. He, he sings backup uh, harmonies it, on right. that song. Yeah. And that's it, it, like, it is so, I mean, I could listen to that song on repeat forever. I don't know what it is about that song. And the harmonies are just unreal. He just brings this whole new tone to it. You know, it's like, ah, it's such a yeah, believable. I, I didn't
0: know that. You know, uh I think. Uh, Matt Chamberlain. I know he played on One Headlight. I think he played on that too. Matt Matt was kicking around Dallas for a long time. He was oh, wow. The, he was in the New Bohemians with Eddie. Yeah, and he played with Pearl Jam for a minute. Uh, but he's wow. But he's a Dallas cat,
1: um, dude. I'm, I'm, I might have to reach out to him. That would be yeah, cool. You should, man, because he can tell you all
0: about Deep Ellum back in the day, man. You know. <laughs> He yes. was running around with the Trippin' Daisy crew. I know they were all. Oh first.
1: shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow! 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 Yes. Wow, that would be super cool. Wow, that's so cool. No, but that's great about um, you know. I'm gonna actually check out uh, um, Emerson's uh, new record here. The yeah. Top, I mean, I yeah. and, you know sometimes you just musically as a fan, right? It's just there's so much, and it, it you just not forget, but it just gets lost. Yeah you know? Yeah. And it's like a good reminder of like, dude, I remember, I love them. You know, like, dude, of course I want to hear his new music, you know? Okay. I, you Absolutely.
0: Know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's really cool.
1: No, that's awesome. Um, okay. So well with the Marfa tapes, um, so that, that's interesting. So the Marfa tapes made you say, you know what, I need to get out some of my other music, you know, beforehand and, and really do this and, you know, put it out there and get it out, which I'm so glad you did, man. Well, I appreciate um, it.
0: And I kind of knew too, it's like, I knew i was in I, I was working on five projects at the same time wow and i was like if i don't drop it out wow. there now i'm not gonna it, it'll be another year before i even can think about it you
1: know yeah. it, was kinda,
0: it was all timing you know like here's a window let's let's put some stuff out so that you know it, it worked out great and i got it you know and thanks to miranda for being such a supporter of mine you know that that was you know she she was the one that was like yes Throw that out there before, because we're going to be so busy with the Marfa tapes that you're going to need to get it out there beforehand. So I'll love her for that.
1: No, that's awesome. So the Marfa tapes, so yeah, this idea of taking two mics out to the desert and just recording an album like that, it sounds amazing. And anyone from Texas who knows Marfa, or if you don't, you should now, um, you know, just that whole experience is, is honestly, it's unreal. Uh, it's an unreal record. Where, where did the idea, you know, who I'm sure you've said this a million times, but you know, who had the idea for that? Where did this come from?
0: Well, the, the, in 2015, uh, and I'd been going out there for years. I make a pilgrimage out there like once a year. I'll go. Oh, really?
1: There. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'd stay in or stay up and stay in Marfa. I just do the, I, I love just driving around out there and pulling over on the side of the road and just. Absolutely. Yeah. Sky. Like it's, it's just stunning out there. And I've always been just, amazed with it and i talk about it i'm one of those people that when i find some just like a great restaurant yeah i oversell it man i'm like we well, yeah, gotta go, go. i'm taking everybody there i'm buying dinner let's go you know like that's my thing i'm just that guy you know hey taste it You gotta yeah people i don't even know at the next table i'm like dude you gotta try this like seriously man i'll I'll make friends with everybody on every table throughout me sharing food so oh uh, that's yeah. awesome but I so I'd kind of you know oversold it many times and, and Miranda was having a pretty tough year and going through some stuff and, and all of us had something going on and sure. back I she goes I want to get out of, I want to get out of town I want to go out to Marfa with you and Jack uh, we went and saw Jack play in Midland we flew down together and then uh, we jumped in, in his truck and we made a road trip in the middle of the night out there showed up about four in the morning at um, Liz Lambert down in um, Austin everybody in Austin knows Liz she has this Cool old her old family's uh ranch at, it's a little bunkhouse, they call it the bunkhouse. It's on about five thousand acres, I think, but it's right in the middle of like a hundred thousand acres. So it's like wow. vast. Yeah. And man, we were as far removed from civilization as you can really kind of get. And uh and we wrote about eight songs on that first trip. Like it was just coming. It was like therapy writing, you know. We were just writing about heartbreak and breakups, and ten man came out of that whole trip and um, so then we went back down like I think we went back next year. I think we missed a year, then went back again. Um, and so the last time we'd gone to, we went down there during quarantine. We got out of town and you know, when the plane flats up and back up, we flew down there. And uh and we set up one night, we wrote a bunch of songs on that trip. And the last night we were there, we set up in the car with a drink listening to you know, parked out in the desert listening to all these songs we'd written over five five trips or whatever it was. And uh, and we were like, Miranda's like, people need to hear this stuff, you know? And it was like, well, why don't we just put it out? We were going to just put out the, the phone work tapes, you know? But oh, wow. The, well, and the quality was okay, but there was like a lot of mumbled up stuff. And a couple of them, the cows were so loud that you couldn't really hear the song i'm dead serious man like that's weaning oh no. the calves or whatever and they were just like on everything <laughs> and so we just we thought well let's do it in the same spirit let's just we're going to do one pass we're just we're not gonna guitars are out of tune doesn't matter if the campfire is if the cows are moving you know whatever's going on we're just gonna we want to oh, give everybody man. that experience like hey you're sitting around the campfire with us and so i mean i got to give it up for miranda and, and jack both because they you know they they both have you know very busy solo careers you know and to collaborate and and actually pull this off was was pretty cool i'm really lucky to be a part of it with those guys and you know two of my best friends so it, that's, that's awesome. what we wanted to bring to it. it was just like hey man here's three buddies sitting out in the desert writing these songs about getting your heart broke you know and drinking tequila and whatever in texas <laughs> you know so Absolutely. here you go here's what it is. It, it, you know, it ain't fancy.
1: It ain't Vegas. You know? It's awesome. It's like what what it's what really people love about music. Yeah. Right. It's really what it is, because uh, especially in Texas, like that's such a that's such a. You know, familiar idea of sitting around a campfire and someone brings out a guitar and, you know, you just have these this magical moment and you're just like, oh, my God, this feeling you get. And yeah. to honestly, to be able for you all to be able to put that you know in a way that it does you know bring you to that place is it was quite incredible yeah. how y'all were able to capture that to be well, frank
0: I, I appreciate it man Brandon Brandon was great with it uh, uh spent uh, Spencer people's filmed the document film the documentary of it I don't know if you've seen it but it's shot oh no, I haven't it really, I need to it really shows the performances against the backdrop of these gorgeous sunsets we sat on the tailgate of a Bronco for some of it and just like sang songs while the sun's going down across the mountains and i mean he's he shot it beautifully and yeah uh, i
1: saw some of these videos yeah. on on youtube uh yeah. of that yeah it's beautiful i mean it is it's beautiful you you just instantly the sound is important because the sound does immediately take you there it's mm-hmm. recognizable like oh yeah we're here i'm 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 literally you know right here on the flat bed of this truck you know with her you yeah. know like I, i'm here i can i can hear it just like that um yeah that's awesome man it's yeah, it really it's incredible
0: we're 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 proud of it man it's 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 been uh it's been really cool how well it was uh, it's been uh accepted and receptive it's like you know we just we didn't know you know, we just kind of put it out there because we wanted to share it. And then it was like, oh, man, people are really digging this. So it, it feels good to, you know, it feels good that everybody kind of got what we were going for. You know,
1: It's real. That's what fans want, man. At the end of the day, you know, yeah. we just want something real and genuine. That's really all. That's what we connect with. It's yeah, really th- that simple.
0: I think so. I, I mean, at the end of the day, that is kind of the stuff that wins. Really, you know.
1: Always. I mean, of yeah. course, you like the whatever song that may be you know there's something that gets your excitement going of course i get that um but at the end of the day yeah that's what we connect to most as people you know as fans it's just something real and genuine and uh mistakes are mistake that doesn't really make sense to us it's like one we don't know how it's supposed to go right so and two that's not really what's important We'll, we'll get through this together you know it's like if we're connected if there's trust if there's whatever it's genuine it's real Man, we're all in yeah. as fans.
0: Yeah. Well, if you make you know. the same mistake twice, then it sounds like you meant to do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. That's funny. It's jazz, yeah. man. I'm just playing a yeah. jazz. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to do it again.
0: Man. I'm going to do it again. Oh uh, man. Listen, if
1: if a line cook ever said that to me in my restaurant, hey, it's jazz, bitch. It ain't jazz in here. Okay. <laughs> no, we're we're cooking. You need to yeah. listen. We need to get that meat right, okay? They no yeah. jazz over here. That's it, it, funny it though. Jazz I love when that. it's
0: still moving, buddy. You yeah,
1: <laughs> that's funny. I love that man. No, that's so cool. Uh, well, listen, uh, dude, John, this has been just amazing, dude. To be honest with you, I've had such a great conversation.
0: It. Yeah, this is fun, man. I really appreciate it, really do, man. I'll 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 hit you up when I get to Big D. We're gonna come down in June, finally see the the grandparents. And uh, nice and catch up with my buddies. And I mean, I haven't seen anybody since like January. And I would, I usually, we had a place in Dallas for a while when we had the twins, we let it go, but we'll probably, I think we're going to get another place down there soon. Cause we, I was spending between that Dallas or Austin. I was yeah. there at least once, not maybe twice a month i've been working at arlen studios down in, in austin as well so. beautiful place I'll beautiful hit them, studio. Man. well you take me take me somewhere to eat good and we'll
1: uh I'll- oh dude 100 percent, man i know a ton of chefs here in dallas or yeah. austin uh tons of cool. places. Cool. again right. yeah that'd let's be awesome
0: do let's do it man i'd love it i'd love it i'll that's hit you awesome. up when we get down
1: that's great man well listen if you want real quick just tell everyone how they can uh connect with you uh online if you want i don't know if oh yeah
0: like uh uh you know i'm so bad at this stuff <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> oh no i put you on the spot now listen we're gonna we're, we'll put links in the description and all that but i don't know sometimes people like cool. to give their well, own there's,
0: there's a it's john j-o-n randall r-a-n-d-a-l-l music uh, dot com yeah john randall music dot com that's it that is john it john yeah. randall john randall music on instagram and facebook <laughs> and twitter i think so i think it's john randall music i'm pretty sure
1: that's it but no you're right you spell you're right.
0: It j-o-n randall there's one guy that's a bass player and then there's a like a, a clothing line that's spelled the same way i think it's for like like big dudes. you know <laughs> it's so funny because i found that a while back
1: and I... oh no you lose me yeah that, i got your back
0: yeah they both have their own clothing line and uh so i sent them a link to that and i was like i was like hey guys i've got my own clothing line that check it out you know? but yeah johnrandallmusic.com just yeah yeah check it out i'll i'll, I'll be posting some fun stuff as we keep this market thing rolling so
1: no that's awesome that's awesome well again john thank you so much man please yeah let's uh definitely do it if you if you come down you yeah know, feel free to reach out uh would love to oh. show you around uh someplace i mean you know the place but uh, yeah. there's definitely yeah. some new new restaurants that have opened up man for sure oh, yeah no, no, no. I, I love finding a new
0: place to eat so yeah i'll let you know man.
1: love that no you sound like an amazing person to dine with i love finding cool people to go out to eat with and have <laughs> well, fun well, let's you know. do it man i'm in
0: yeah. let's yeah. do it that's I awesome it. thanks for your time man thanks for having me on i really really appreciate it.
1: No, man, this is great. Uh, our listeners are going to love this. It was such a great episode. A lot of great insights. And uh, again, just appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty and your openness to. Uh, yeah, everything. man. It's really well,
0: cool. thank you, bud. It was, it was fun hanging. It was really fun.
1: Awesome. Well, my best to you and your family, brother. And uh, we'll talk soon, my man.
0: All right, dude. Take care.
1: All right. See you. Bye-bye. Peace. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show: the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevina Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovich. Thumbnail designer, Marko Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez. Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labrie Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonette Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Plate podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more. who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.